part of my community, part of the podcast. Um, It means so much. And I hope to grow our connection in a stronger way. I'd love to get feedback from you of what I could share that would be helpful. Um, And a couple things coming I am realizing and I want to just you know, call out that the podcast has not been consistent this summer. I've been struggling with my Lyme diagnosis that happened this spring, but I am glad to report I am feeling so much better. And I'm going to talk about that journey because I know I'm not alone in trying to find your way through the struggle of Lyme, um, whether it's chronic or acute. So I'll share that in another episode and maybe even have some other people on to talk about that. But the next little series I'm doing is on parenting. I'm excited to do this. Um, And I have some wonderful guests coming up in August. And we'll um, be sharing all kinds of things around the journey of parenting and how to parent today, which to me is much different than it was my first go around. I'll share a little wisdom I've learned along the way, but also have some other people with unique circumstances. Not unique. I think they're universal, but they're... um, ones that I think all of you can identify with. We all have different stories. So I try to get people on here through a variety of lenses so we can all learn from each other. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. I also have a new program called Empowered. Um, I have an app that I am developing. That's to help people navigate the healthcare system and their health opportunity. Um, because I feel like lots of times people feel it's beyond their control, but there's so much you can do to heal and to be on that journey and manage your stress around that experience and have all the tools you need to when you go in, um, if it's a hospital setting, a surgery, a imaging study, a procedure. Um, I have a program to help you navigate that and make it the best possible experience for yourself, which therefore translates into the best possible healing outcome. I, I am developing an app, but reach out to me if you have a healthcare experience and you'd like some guidance in that way. I've been doing it for years in healthcare, and um, I'm just trying to get it out to more people. And through that similar lens, am I empowered programs have to do with stress resiliency. Really, they have to do with finding our way through human experiences and finding our way to the other side in a more empowered way, right? So we can embrace our personal experience, build our toolkits, and then figure out how to practice what's in our toolkits (laughs) for resiliency and wellness. And I do this through education, both through the lens of science and spirituality or yoga. And I also give you some really practical, applicable practices that you can begin to do in your life and find the things that align with you and so that you want to do them and will do them, right? It's just like anytime we're given, say it's a weight loss program, right? We all know what we need to do, but then we have to have a plan and then we have to do it, right? Say it's a recovery program. We, you know, we learn what to do and then we have to do it, right? As I say, we got to do the work. We can learn everything. We can fill up our toolkit, but then we have to do the work. And that's the coaching part that I bring um, to all the offerings that I have. And so there'll be one, I am doing one at um, the college level for athletes, stress resiliency, 
I am doing, um, it's under my Powered, Empowered program, which is around stress management and resiliency training, but I also bring the pillars of health. Um, I reset, um, which is around, you know, rest, exercise, stress management, nutrition, and self-care. All the components we need to be practicing to avoid a lot of our chronic diseases, to build our brain health, to build strong, vital bodies for longevity, for vitality. And so that's one thing I offer at a college level. I could do it at a high school level, I'm sure, too. And I could probably do it at a professional level. But I'm growing that lens. I've done some work with some collegiate volleyball teams already. And I'm going to be doing that um, this fall. So if that's something that aligns with you, reach out to me. Um, And I'm also building an advocacy and... um, empowered program for youth so with a friend of mine that works in advocacy it's the same thing we're bringing practices to youth to be able to find their way to themselves Um, also for mamas right how to find our way back to ourselves um, so we can align and either parent or show up as humans in the way that aligns with us with so much change happening in the world it's important we can use the tools of our own beings our own inner guidance system to process what's happening, to feel all the feelings, as I've said before, to know they belong and find our way through them so we can see how we align with um, all the changes that are happening. Who are we um, as human beings? I had a dad share with me. He has a transgender child who's six now and at three uh, began to tell her parents, um, born a male in a male body, Um, But at three, wanted to start wearing uh, girl clothes and then at six has transitioned. And, you know, he said to me, it has to crack me open. It has cracked me open a little bit to say, am I who I am because that's who I am or because that's how I was conditioned to be? Right. So I think that's a question for all of us. And as parents, I think our kids stretch us in that way. Yeah, so exploring all of that um, in my parenting uh, session coming up, but I got a little off track there. I want to circle back to my programs, which is just about that, like being the truest versions of ourselves, knowing how we want to interface with the changes coming up in the world, but, you know, having both the softness and the strength um, to do that, do it genuinely as we want to be, yeah and peeling back the layers that might have built up over the years. So that's all coming. Look for that on my website, which I have a new website coming up. Um, Again, I'll also mention my book, which became international best-selling in eight countries now, which is so exciting. I have a few more special editions left. If anyone wants a signed copy, I am doing that as a donation to Imaging the World, um, a global health organization that I care a lot about. So that's my little pitch of what's coming up. Um, My programs, some will be um, virtual and I might have a, some will be in person. The youth advocacy will be in person. And I have Zen Mamas Traveling Yoga, which will be some backyard retreats and some larger retreats down the road, but we're starting out there. So if any of that sounds interesting and you're curious about it, reach out to me, DM me on social media, marystreeter.co and I had moved everything there, but I am going to open up the Zen Mom and Everyday Guru um, Instagram again. So 
Whew, there we go. A lot happening, a lot moving. I'm excited. Thanks for being here. I'm going to share a little Mary's musings um, coming up here for today's episode. And then stay tuned at the end. There's a small meditation practice to tie into what I'm sharing today. All right, let's get to the show. I'm sitting out on my back porch on a very warm summer morning. So you might hear some birds chirping in real life happening around me. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of a friend that's feeling a little challenged by sadness that she's feeling today because she has some, you know, real changes happening in her life. She's made some choices that make her realize change is happening again. And that can be scary, right? When we set some boundaries because they don't align with us and it changes, you know, the relationships in our life and how our day-to-day life looks. And I also, you know, I work with people in recovery and I, I see how much we really try to avoid feeling all the feelings right? Because what's underneath addiction of any sort is some uncomfortableness that we don't really want to feel. And we either busy ourselves or numb ourselves in different ways to avoid doing that. And I've studied a lot of different beliefs through the lens of yoga. And really my first delve into looking at life through a different lens was reading some of Pema Chodron's work. She's a Buddhist monk, and she wrote some really wonderful books. I think Star Where You Are it was the first book I wrote and read, rather. And, you know, sometimes this new way of thinking takes a little while to wrap your head around, which, of course, her whole or the Buddhist whole perspective is like to let that go and just be open and curious. But that's hard when we like to grasp and hold on and control, right? I do see a lot of people um, in, in recovery just trying to build these really strong doing things, which is great, right? We need things to get us up and do the next right thing. But we also have to know when there's space between that or when things continue to happen that are beyond our control, which is a lot Um, We have to have some tools and some realizations um, around that. And one of the things that I've learned is to somehow invite the discomfort when it comes and shows up at my doorstep. Um, That might sound strange, but when it comes to this idea of softening our heart, um, because we do armor up, in this world to be human and sometimes that armoring can get us to a place of disconnection from ourselves and that just leads to disconnection from others right we only can connect with others to the capacity of which we can connect to ourselves um so i was just reading a little bit of Pema chodron's book it's called the places that scare you And she's um, talking about touching in on this soft place in our heart. And sometimes the only way to do that is by walking through 
those shaky and tender places that we want to push away. Yeah. And, but once we do, once we let a little crack of light through, it begins to grow. I'm just going to read this little thing she wrote. She says, we were digging the foundation for the retreat center at Gampo Abbey and we hit bedrock. A small crack appeared. A minute later, water was dripping out. An hour later, the flow was strong and the crack was wider. She goes on to say that finding the basic goodness of bodhicitta, which is that soft tenderness in us that allows us to be compassionate and to open our heart to the connection that we have with all beings, that allows us to live a fully awakened life. When we can tap into that tender place in our heart and be brave, be warriors in that, it's like tapping into a spring of living water that's been temporarily encased in solid rock. When we touch the center of sorrow, when we sit with discomfort without trying to fix it, When we stay present to the pain of disapproval or betrayal and let it soften us, these are the times that we connect with bodhicitta. These are the times that we can connect with the softness of who we are. And I talk a lot with the people I work with about, you know, we kind of come into this world that way right? We come in innocent and open and we just experience life in all its fullness and we're protected in many ways and cared for and it's a beautiful journey and many of us, myself included, you know, I can think of a few events that happened in my life in middle school age, um, you know, 12 and 13, that made me realize that that innocence, um, was no longer enough, right? I had a couple things happen to me that made me realize um, feeling my way through life from the inside out wasn't necessarily what the world wanted to see. You know, they wanted me to look a certain way, wanted me to achieve certain things, be a certain, an athlete, a good student, um, a good girl, right? We learn how the world wants us to show up so that we can be accepted, successful, however you want to define that. Um, and, you know, it's just, and it's, it's human. Like, you know, we have other humans doing the best they can to raise us based on what they've learned in their lifetime. And the good news is that's being shooken up now. But also, and also... Um, that's also hard, right? Because we're changing in ways that we're not sure what the outcome will be or how to be with things, right? So right now in the world, there's a heck of a lot of discomfort um, in how, you know, everything from race to gender to um, (laughs) people owning their bodies and the choices that they make. And we have so much conditioning that's happened to us that 
having tools in our life to find our way home to ourselves, to be able to sit with all the different emotions so that we can know um, how to show up and interface with those things and grow with those things in a way that aligns with us. And to me, the journey of giving ourselves permission to feel all those feelings and know they belong has been a deconditioning for me and for many of us, right? And I'll say that people um, that identify as males um, were asked even more so to push <coughs> excuse me, a lot of their emotions down, right? Um, and to stay up on that white horse and strong and brave, right? So they built really strong shells and sometimes... Maybe some of them are so removed from themselves they don't even know the possibility if that crack um, was opened up in the light or the water came flooding through, how they would move through the world. So it's a really scary time and it's a really exciting time. But I do think that many of us need to have tools to sit with what's happening and know how to find our way back and be honest with ourselves and have really hard conversations and also know that that's a choice. It's a choice to find what lights us up inside and to live that truth. And we need connection and community to do that. Right? So I am sharing all of this as I look out in my yard, it's a beautiful time of year. I see my bee balm, which is like a deep rose purple that I've seen hummingbirds and bees enjoying the nectar of. They really stay in bloom a long time. Um, it's no, and it's beautiful and touches my heart to see those connections in, in the natural world of how we support each other, how the natural world supports each other. But I'm also looking out at a bush that um, starts out as little, um, it starts out green in the spring, and then it has these little flowers that are like a little deep, deep purple, and then they, they change into these beautiful white flowers. And now I see the white flowers are changing to have rose tips, and I don't know, I draw a lot of analogies in life and when I look at that tree that's changing over the course of the summer and the weather that it sits there and endures, right? The roots go deep and so that the leaves in that facing upward and skyward can move with the changing weather. And when it does, it continues to bloom and grow and I know eventually that some beautiful luscious berries will come um, it's just amazing to me how that tree for, uh, transforms throughout our summer months um, here in Vermont. And I like to look at that as a really good analogy. Like if we can grow a strong foundation um, in our life so that we can stay steady on our path, then we can reach up towards the sunshine and fresh air and endure the storms that come knowing it's just softening us and opening us up to bloom more. And of course, yoga is a beautiful way to practice this, 
right? We do a lot of work on the mat about building a strong foundation rooted down to the earth through our practice. And then, you know, being able to move the upper body, like say in tree pose, for those of you that are yogis out there. And also just how to soften our bodies to receive our breath more fully and then release on our exhale what doesn't belong anymore. Um, These are all grounding practices or just as I sit here in this chair and feel my feet connecting to the porch, the earth, and um, feel my body being supported by the chair. These are all ways for us to just feel held and supported and receiving Yes, receiving support. Yeah. Knowing that our life is supporting us so that we can allow ourselves to soften and feel what's there and then be courageous and brave as we try to align our life and the things in it and how we show up with that light. And that to me is how we find why we're here. Right? Our journey of getting there, of peeling back the layers and finding our way forward is part of how we learn what we're here to do, how to evolve our, our souls, and also how to find meaning and purpose in our life. And I think looking at the story of your life and how it's unfolded and what's gotten you to where you are in this moment, especially the difficult things, Because how has that changed you? How have you responded to that? And what opportunity for growth is there through that, right? Through the darkness comes the light. But we have to be brave enough to go into the dark. So how do we do that? And I think it's a lot of self-care, a lot of feeling the discomfort, allowing it to be there. I've talked about the practice of RAIN recognizing, acknowledging, investigating, and nurturing those emotions as they come. And I have a practice on my website, marystreeter.co, for RAIN. Um, and that's just, that's just one of many tools. Writing is a great way to land things on the page and understand and unfold them and let them go. The other thing is we don't have to carry this stuff around. In fact, it's harder to carry it around than it is to actually get still and feel it and process it or let it go. Part of the Buddhist work is like detaching a little bit from the emotion and becoming a witness to our circumstances and those events happening in our lives and the emotions and knowing it's just our nervous system responding to them. It's the story we then create, right? Like we respond and then Instead of watching the waves come and go, staying with it long enough, it will go. The sadness will come and it will go. The anxiety will come and it will go. But if we attach our thinking mind to it and create stories and ruminate over all the what ifs and all the anger and blame and resentment, then it'll stay. It'll like get a comfy couch in there and a bowl of popcorn and hang out for a while. So um, part of the practice is like staying strong, getting out of the monkey mind of thinking and ruminating, coming back into the body and feeling what's there and just putting your hand on your heart and asking yourself what you need, right? Really staying the course and finding out what's beneath it, right? 
And that takes courage and bravery. Maybe it takes a phone call to a friend. Maybe it takes a walk in the woods. Um, Maybe it takes listening to some music, breathing, uh, taking a bath, making a warm cup of tea or a cool glass of lemonade. What are the things that you do that nurture you so that you can ride through those waves and come out the other side? And we can ask for help. We can let grace show up in our lives. We can say to our God of our knowing or the universe, I don't got this, right? I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to feel this, but I need some help. You know, I need you to help me find my way through this. And then watch what comes into your life. And don't push away without being open and curious to what you're inviting in. Like attracts like, right? That's the laws of attraction. Yeah. So I just wanted to share those thoughts with you this morning. Um, Inspire you a little bit to feel discomfort in a different way, know it belongs. It's a natural response to this human journey. And if you're living a truly awakened life or aligning your light to your path, then you might disappoint the external world and that's okay. If you're following your gut, your heart, right? Sometimes we have to get out of our mind and into our hearts. And sometimes this just comes in stillness. If it's hard for you to sit, run first, right? Do a yoga class first. Do a yin yoga class where you can watch and observe and open your body in slowness. Yeah. But just find what feels good to you. Because what works for me doesn't have to work for you, right? And if we can begin to open ourselves up to understand that as a humanity, that could be a beautiful unfolding, right? We don't all fit in the same container, and that's okay. We all still belong in this big container of life. But we need to respect each other, and we can only do that if we can respect ourselves. Yeah, and for those mamas out there and papas perhaps and just everyday humans that feel like it's hard to show up for yourself that carry around guilt um, and feelings of not enoughness then give yourself permission we now know and we have so many great teachers and gurus out there of different sorts, educators, scientists telling us the only way forward is through our hearts, through taking care of ourselves, right? Our kids only benefit from us if we're taking care of ourselves because then we're not carrying rage and resentment around with us, right? And we all have this deep longing to belong, Um, We also all have a deep sense of vulnerability. And if we can touch on that, if we can touch our hearts up against it, that's fearlessness. And that allows us to move through it and bloom 
like that tree into the fullest versions of ourselves. Yeah. So give yourself permission today to begin to make a list of the things that light you up inside. A list of the things that if you could do a little bit of every day, it would help you build those strong roots. And then figure out how you're going to do them. Make a point. Maybe it's the edges of your day. Maybe you get up a little earlier. Maybe it's at the end of the day. Whatever time it works for you. I'm not an end of the day person. That's a time for me to nurture and unwind. I'm an early morning person. But find out what you are. And then find a couple touch points during your day to weave in a little practices, a few deep breaths, a walk outside, some nourishing food. Like what do you need to keep you well? Do you need to rest in the middle of the day? Lay on the floor, put your feet up and breathe for 15 minutes? You can do that. Find out what it is, but create the pauses. Take a beat in your day to reset yourself. This is what builds the roots. This is what builds self-awareness. Yeah, of course I always encourage a mindfulness practice because that's bringing us present. It's letting all the chitter-chatter in our mind fall away. It's allowing us to be real with what is and not this full feature film we're creating in our mind, right? Either living the past or projecting the future. It's called mind wandering and we do it at least half of our waking hours. So if we can get real with our experience, notice all that we're receiving in a day, just look around this beautiful earth, and receive that. Take a break from where your attention is anchored in things that have already occurred, right? Yes, we need critical minds for thinking, but when you're there, do that, right? When Wherever you are, just stop and be there and be in that moment, right? Our focus is so pulled by so many things, technology included, put your phone down, take a few breaths, look around you, name the things, smell, feel, hear, practice a moment of mindfulness now and then, because that's all that's real, not what's in your phone, not what's happened, and not what's about to happen, right, and when you do this, it is helping nurture your nervous system, it's helping to build those neural pathways in your brain for self-regulation, compassion, focus, awareness. And then you can begin to step through your life from a place of fundamental awareness and see the truth. Yeah. And open to the softness of your heart. Align with your light and the truth of who you are. Yeah. And then other people will come your way. It's a beautiful unfolding. Just watch what happens and let grace show up. You're being held and supported. We all have the light. We just have to reach for it. Yeah. No one can throw it to us. We got to find it ourselves. We got to do the work. Yeah. But it's a hard and beautiful life, as I say, and um, we're all worthy of the journey. All right. Have a beautiful day. This is a little 
to your coffee talk. And um, I hope this lights something up inside of you of knowing, this deep knowing that you have. Remember, you have everything in you you need to feel healed and whole. Um, We can ask for help from healers, energy workers, acupuncturists, massage therapists, yeah, physical therapists. Get in touch with your body. Take care of your body. It's a vessel that we've been gifted. It's a miraculous thing. We are miraculous. We have like a one in four million chance of being born or billion. Depends on what science you look at. But it's a miracle that you're alive. Don't forget that. Remember the miracle that you are. Yeah. Drop into your body today and notice how you're feeling. Honor that. Be with that. Just let it be or love it. Listen for any like intuitive hits you might get. Begin to build a relationship with your messages in your body, your intuition. And practice a little gratitude. It helps with our negativity bias. It helps build positive emotions and also lights up those places in your brain that need more lighting up to live happy and joyfully and awakened. And um, just ask yourself what you need and do that. No one knows better than you what you need to live a beautiful day, a beautiful life. And don't forget the power of the plant. Eat something from the earth today. Find something to celebrate. And we'll see you next time. For this meditation, I invite you to take a comfortable seat or lying down, whatever feels like it's what your body needs today. As you settle in, Take a nice deep breath in through the nose. Slowly exhale out the mouth. And do that two more times. Take a nice deep breath in through the nose. Filling with breath. And like you're blowing out a candle or on a hot cup of soup. Let that breath go. And after that third breath, just let your concentration on your breath go and just feel your body connecting to the earth. Begin to notice any noises happening around you. The temperature of the air against your skin. And just for a moment, remember the miracle that you are. Remember the fact that you were born and that you're here is a miracle, right? We have a one in billions of chances of being born and you were. It's intentional. It's a miracle. Now drop your attention into your body and scan through your body and explore what's there. 
just notice your energy, areas of ease or resistance. Where are you at today in this moment as you come home to yourself? all belongs. It's a natural part of your human experience. Notice the quality of your mind and your thoughts, your energy. So we begin to become a witness to our experience and you choose. You can either just let it all be or you can love it. And then as you've come home and are observing your inner landscape, just see if any information, any intuitive hits, any little ignite moments are coming from you, not your head, but your body, your heart, your inner knowing. If not, that's okay. We just begin to practice listening. And then just a moment of gratitude. Think of something you're so grateful for having in your life, a person, place, or situation. Bring that into your mind's eye and Silently send gratitude for it's a person for just being present in your life, for having your back, for being on this journey with you. Maybe it's a pet, something easy to love. Bring that into your heart. And then just gently place your hand on your heart Feel the connection of your hand to your body. Feel your body moving with your breath. And then ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need in this moment? What do you need today? And just listen. Listen.